Welcome back to another episode of Faith on the Go podcast. This episode is from September 10th, 2023, the 15th Sunday of Pentecost. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our first reading comes from the book of Ezekiel. God appointed Ezekiel as a sentinel for the house of Israel. Ezekiel must faithfully convey God's warnings to the people. Remarkably, God, who is about to attack Jerusalem, gives a warning with the hope that repentance will make the attack unnecessary. We read, So you mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. Now you mortal, say to the house of Israel, thus you have said, our transgressions and our sins weigh upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading comes from the book of Romans. The obligation of Christians is to love one another and so fulfill the heart and goal of the law. Clothes make the person as we put on the Lord Jesus Christ and live today in the light of the future God has in store for us. We read, Own no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lie aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth 
will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please join me in a word of prayer. God, we thank you for the amazing gift of your grace, for the ways that you are revealed in creation, in community, um, in the faces of our neighbors, um, in so many different ways. Open us to your presence in our lives, in the times when we feel burdened um, and weighed down by uh, things that keep us from that, turn us again um, to receive your love, um, to participate and share in your love for the entire world. Thank you for the gift of your church and the opportunity to use our gifts to serve together and to share in the wonder. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Let the church say, Amen. We heard in our second reading today, Owe no one anything except to love one another. Owe no one anything except to love one another. I am notoriously hard on my clothes. <laughs> While growing up, my family encouraged an ethic of working together that looked down on anyone reluctant to get their hands or anything else dirty while a project was going on. And usually I would try to remember to put on something already old and worn out before starting a task, kind of like Patrick and his ripped jeans here today, but the urge to dive right in often gets the better of me, and as a result, a lot of my clothes bear stains and tears and other signs of wear. And it was a revelation, after many years of exasperating my laundry-loving spouse, that I could actually purchase a set of clothes set aside for work, getting them as dirty and as worn out as I pleased. And I'm still hard on my clothes, but this different mindset has kind of helped me to define my work a little more clearly. And just as there's joy in a job well done, it's gratifying to put on working clothes in anticipation of the task at hand and affirmation of what you bring to the task. When we decided to more intentionally observe God's work, our hands, Sunday, I got kind of excited, actually, about wearing my work clothes to church and seeing what everyone else would wear. So thank you, everybody, who put your work clothes on today. And I apologize if we didn't get that message out widely enough, but uh, I, I was excited about that. There's a quote that's attributed to Phillips Brooks that says, Service is love in working clothes. Service is love in working clothes. And what we are doing today is a reminder of our common vocation to serve others as an expression of God's love for you and me and for the world in Jesus Christ. I sometimes think of the church as a kind of laboratory where ordinary people try out different approaches to the kingdom of God. We bring our quirks and our stubborn tendencies 
to the work of community, also discovering the grace and the blessedness that it bears, always learning the ways of God's love in human form. Being the church is no guarantee of getting it right or of having the answer. Rather, it's often through getting it wrong that we learn the most. Isn't that true, church? It's often through getting it wrong that we learn the most, that God's grace is revealed most powerfully for what it is. In today's gospel reading, Jesus repeated words previously spoken to Peter as Jesus gave him the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Only this time, Jesus' words were spoken to the entire community. The you that he used was a plural you. Whatever you, plural, bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There is power here to determine our course of action, whether we get stuck or whether we move forward in the freedom of love. Jesus' living presence in the church is revealed in community, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. And when we are able to agree on what to ask of God, Jesus promises that it will be done. It will be done. This gets overlooked when church is only about routine or familiarity or reassurance. When the inevitable disagreements and conflicts come, there is also opportunity for listening, for honesty, and for the possibility of reconciliation and new insight to be learned. This is the work of keeping God's commandments and of following the path of God's life-giving way. It means rolling up your sleeves and engaging in the work of loving your neighbor even as God has loved you. The Apostle Paul reminded us that this is what keeping God's commandments is finally about. Love, he wrote, is the fulfilling of the law. This is the way of God's statutes that the psalmist asked to be taught. The life-giving way that turns one from beholding falsehood and unjust gain to walk in the path of God's promises instead. The thing about love is that it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's not at home in the world of concepts or high ideals, but it lives when it is practiced and put into action. Loving your neighbor, and loving yourself for that matter, involves real work, real risk, and it often means getting your hands dirty. It won't let you remain on the sidelines playing it safe, but it compels authentic recognition of what you can do, what you have to share, and the desire to use that to help someone else, to serve someone else. Speculation about the future of the church will certainly be with us for a very long time, but I believe that we will find the clarity that we need here 
in the unique circumstances that we've been given as we put on our working clothes to serve in whatever capacity we find ourselves, discovering new expressions of God's grace along the way. As Paul put it, this is time for waking up and for taking hold of God's hand that reaches out to you to heal and to save wherever you find yourself through the love of Jesus alive in you. Amen.